coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Myself. The very latest on Deshaun Watson. Was he suspended and for how long? NBA NFL News, best and worst of the week. Plus, we look back on the MLB trading deadline. Who was moved and what's the future of Juan Soto and Shohana Tani? This week, I picked the division winners in the AFC. This day in sports history and more on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest episode of Sports Talk with Marcel. This is episode 86 on this wonderful hot Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Hope everyone having a tremendous day, a tremendous week. Thank you guys for joining me for another great should be great episode. We have so much to cover on today's episode, episode 89. We have the MLB trading deadline. We have Deshaun Watson. Was he suspended? How long? We're going to get into that. We gonna, my personal opinions about that. NFL news, NBA news, other NFL news in the Deshaun Watson situation. NBA news, this day of sports history. And I've been watching something for the last week. And I want to ask you guys, is the WNBA worth watching now? I've seen a couple games last season, seen a couple games this season, and I've been noticing something, and we'll get into that in a minute. Of course, we have the Hall of Fame this week. Hall of Fame game, which always is just, you know, just, you know, down the drain. Who really cares? Best and worst of the week, this day in sports history, and a, a ton more. But we have to start off with some unfortunate news this past Sunday, and unfortunate news last night in MLB World. Sunday. Bill Russell, the cornerstone of the Boston Celtics dynasty that won eight straight titles and 11 overall during his career, died Sunday. The Hall of Famer was 88 years old. Russell died peacefully with his wife, Janice, at his side. A statement posted on social media read, Arrangement for the memorial service will be announced soon, according to the statement. Over a 15-year period, beginning with his junior year, at the University of San Francisco, Russell had the most remarkable career of any player in the history of team sports. At, at USF, he was a two-time All-American, won two straight NCAA championships, and led the team to 55 consecutive wins. And he won a gold medal in the 1956 Olympics. During his 13-year career in Boston, he carried the subject to the NBA Finals 12 times. Winning the championship 11 times. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said, called Russell the greatest, which he absolutely is, the greatest champion of all team sports. In a statement Sunday, I cherished my friendship with Bill and was thrilled when he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I often called him basketball's Babe Ruth, but for now, he's transcending time. Bill was the ultimate winner and consolemate teammate. And his influence on the NBA will be felt forever. Silver said a five-time MVP, a 12-time All-Star, Russell was an uncanting shot blocker who revolutionized NBA defensive concepts. He finished with a 2001 620 career rebounds. An average of 22.5 per game and led the lead in rebounding four times. He had 51 rebounds in just one game and 49 in two others and posted 12 straight seasons 
with 1,000 or more rebounds. Russell also averaged 15.1 points and 4.3 assists per game over his career. Until Michael Jordan exploded in the 90s, Russell was considered by many, and to this day, the greatest player in NBA history. Russell was awarded the Medal of Freedom by former President Barack Obama in 2011, the nation's highest civil, um, civilian honor. And in 2017, the NBA honored, awarded him, and honored him with his Lifetime Achievement Award. He will definitely be missed. Rest in peace, Mr. Bill Russell, one of the greatest players, one of the greatest black players, and one of the greatest teammate ever in the history of sports. First black coach was a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous player, person. From his, from his demeanor, you could tell he was a good person to know, good person to be by, good person to meet. I never met him in my life, but I promise you, it felt like I did. From seeing him on TV, his demeanor just, just felt like it just spoke life into you. It spoke believing in yourself. What he have done for the last 60 plus years for the NBA is cannot be, cannot be done again ever. It's the reason why Michael Magic Johnson came out today and said the number six should be retired throughout the NBA. And I'm pro- and I promise you, it will be at some point. He is the greatest, one of the greatest, no doubt about it. Top five, top ten, put him wherever. But for the NBA, he will be their greatest player ever. Another Hall of Famer passed last night. Hall of Famer broadcaster Vin Sully, whose decadent tones provided a soundtrack of summer while entertaining and informing Dodger fans in Brooklyn and Los Angeles for 67 years, died Tuesday night. The team said he was 94 years old. We have lost an icon, Dodger president and CEO Stan um, Kaski, Kaski, Kaskin said in a statement, Vin Sully was one of the greatest voices in all of sports. He was a giant of a man, not only as a broadcaster, but as a humanitarian. He loved people. He loved life. He loved baseball, and he loved the Dodgers. Also, he loved his family. His voice will always be heard in all of our minds forever. I know he was looking forward to joining his love, his life, Sandy. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family during a very this very difficult time. Vin will be missed, will be truly missed. Scully died in his home in the heat in the hidden hill section. Of Los Angeles, according to the team, was spokes to the who was spoke to the family members. No cause of death was provided at the at the at that time. So rest in peace to Vincelli, one of the greatest broadcasters ever. Ever. Bill Russell, greatest players, human being. Both of these guys we lost in the last three, four days. So let's have a moment of silence for these guys for their life. They live.
and we're going to transition over to the NFL and get to the Deshaun Watson situation. More than two years after the first civil lawsuit had was filed against Deshaun Watson, discipline officer Sue L. Robinson has suspended the Cleveland Cavalier, the Cleveland Brown quarterback for the first six games of the 2022 season. A source told ESPN Adam Shatner Robinson jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFL Players Association to rule on the case and administrate any punishment. Listen to arguments from the league and the union and uh, Watts' attorney during a three-day hearing held in her home state of home state of Delaware in last June. The NFL has been pushing for a suspension of at least a year, while the union of Watson attorney argued that the quarterback should not be suspended at all. The side discussed a potential statement settlement all the way up through the hearing. But they could not even reach a deal. Now, this is what I don't understand, right? And six games is not enough, personally. Now, let me get that out of the way. Six games is not enough. Honestly, it's not to me. I feel a year, not so much. We, we, we now in the 17-game season. We knew that was going to come at some point. To see a guy get suspended when he just got traded, when he just signed a big contract like that, it would have been a loss for Cleveland, even though they still win a loss, in my personal opinion. They probably won in six games, but still, they they see this is going to be horrible. Trust and believe me, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because what makes you think he's going to make it better? They still have the same coaching. They still have the same coach. They still have the same horrible defense. They have nobody on offense. Jarvis Landry not there. You know, they have no really body there, really honestly, but Deshaun Watson. There's no big names in Cleveland but Deshaun Watson. And you won't even consider him a big name depending on what he's done in Houston. He's athletic. That don't make you a big name. He can throw the ball. He can run. He can make good decisions. That don't make you a good name. What makes you a good name is actually winning, and he haven't done that in Houston. We all know where they stand on my NFL standards. Last, absolutely last of every year, last. They will never win anything, and that's my honest opinion about the Houston Texans. But back to Deshaun Watson, six games is not enough. You got to understand they not going to have a good season, especially not in that division. That division is so hungry. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to get to the divisions in a moment. That division is so hungry. But six games, at least, at least eight or ten, but six, that's not going to do much. NFL was looking for a year. Mm, they can whoosh. They knew that wasn't going to happen. They knew. That wasn't going to happen. They knew that wasn't going to happen. So I don't understand. You put the spotlight on Deshaun Watts for the last year and a half about this silver suits, stuff like this. And, and, and the person, the head, the person that said something about it shouldn't be talking about it at all, OJ Simpson. But one thing he said, I knew. Some of these women could be telling the truth. Some of these women's lying. And it's crazy how every time 
multiple women's come out to say you did something. They all gather together, get the same lawyer, and they, and they try to get a bag, you know, get that money from you or get some financial, you know, emotional finance from you. There's no way 20 plus women can be lying. That's any person. But six game is not enough. The NFL, now I understand a year. They they wasn't going they wasn't gonna get that. They was not gonna get that. They was pushing for it though. <laughs> they wasn't gonna get that. No matter how much they tried, even though the spotlight was on Jashawn Watson in NFL for the past couple of way before at least five or ten years, when it comes to this domestic violence from a more than tremendous of players. We're not going to get into it because we all know the history of the NFL. They don't discipline their players like they're supposed to. They just don't. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, the NFL notified Miami Dolphins on Tuesday that the team will be stripped of its 2023 first-round pick, amongst other dis- discipline measures for violating of lead policy relating to um, – the um, costing of throwing games. Following a six-month investigation, the league found the Dolphins' primar- primarily team owner, Stephen Ross, and vice president limit partner, Bruce Bowl, Bruce Bill, viol- uh, violated the anti-tampering policy on three occasions. From 2019 to 2022, the conversation with quarterback Tom Brady and agent from then New Orleans coach Sean Payton. The NFL, however, found no evidence that the team intentionally lost games during the 2019 season. In February, former Dolphins coach Brian Flores said in his lawsuit allegations of racism in the league's hiring practice that Ross attempted to basically pay him to tank. For the people that don't know what tank is, that means losing on purpose, okay? Or purposely losing games shortly after he was hired in 2019 with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 every loss that season. Flores allegated that as a team won games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Geiner told him Ross was mad that the on-field success was um, compromising the team drop position. <laughs> oh, my God. In addition to the first-round pick and Dolphins, also will forfeit their 2024 third-round pick. Ross, meanwhile, was fined $1.5 million million and suspended through August, October 17th, during which time he isn't permitted to be at the Dolphins facility or represent the team at any team event. He also can't attend any league meetings before annual meeting in 2023. Dolphins Vice President Limited Partner Bruce Beal was fined $500,000 and isn't permitted to attend any league meeting for the rest of the 22 season. There you go. If it was any, if it was any suggestion for me to make to the to the owner, please do me one favor. Just sell the team. Cause if you ain't trying to win, what's the point of having the team, bro? Really? 
I know you want the revenue and all of that. You you got the money, but bro, if you ain't trying to see, this the problem. They spent all this money on the team, the uniform, the stadium, you know, new, just 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 out of this world crazy stuff, honestly. And if and if your if your mind, if you buy a team and you're not trying to compete, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? I don't get it. You trying to you is trying to lose games to better your draft for what? For what? You just you just you basically just telling telling on yourself that you don't trust the team, you don't trust the coaches, you don't trust the GM, you don't trust nobody but your but your pocket, but your, what you got in your wallet. I, I tell you what, man. I knew that that season when they did hard knocks at Miami Dolphins. I knew I didn't like him from that day. I, I just knew I just didn't like him. Stephen Ross is, is probably one of the worst owners in the NFL. I can't say history. The NFL right now, you can't do anything the next year. Poor you. Take all the drop picks because they're not going to do much with them. Now we're going to move over to the NFL, um, the AFC um, divisional game, divisional winners who I believe will win the division next season. And some of these picks may surprise you. They really will. They they will definitely surprise some of you. Let's start in the um. Let's start in the East since we own the Miami Dolphins. I have to confess to you guys, the Miami Dolphins will be the second best team in the AFC East, <laughs> behind of course the Buffalo Bills. I don't believe in the Patriots. I just don't believe in the Patriots, man. I believe Bill Belichick. I believe this could be, this should be his last year, if you ask me. Um, New York Jets. They they last year they was four thirteen. I believe this year they probably be worse. The um the Miami Dolphins. They last year they was nine eight. I believe they probably win ten games, at least ten games. The Buffalo Bills. They was they was eleven and six. I believe they'll be eleven and five this season coming up. Um, so I have the Bills on the division. I have Miami behind them, and I have the Patriots and the Jets to finish off the AFC East. Move to the in, in AFC South, and this may surprise some of you. And if, if, if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, this won't surprise you whatsoever. I don't think Tennessee Titans win the division. I just don't. There's only one person that's stopping them for even winning the Super Bowl, and that's, the, that's that man behind quarter of the center, which is – Ryan Tannehill. Um, I don't know what's taking him so long to go get Jimmy G. I don't know what's taking him so long to go get him. He's sitting waiting, especially when San Francisco already named Trey Lance the um, quarterback to start the season. I don't know what Tennessee is doing, but I don't see them winning the division this year. I believe the Colts and the new addition of Matt Ryan would do something special uh, with uh, Frank Reed. Um, um, with the coach, um, Fred, what's his name? Forget his name. Frank Reed, whatever his name is. Jacksonville Jaguars be better. And Houston Texans, they won. They was 4-13 last year. I believe they'll probably be winning no more than three games this year. They're just horrible. Um, no, I believe there's no hope for them whatsoever. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars probably be a little bit better than that. I wouldn't be surprised if they'd be second in the division because Tennessee, man, Tennessee cannot beat Jacksonville for whatever reason in Jacksonville. I don't understand. And um, the NFC, the AFC North. 
I don't see nobody being Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody talking about Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Man, if you if you took man Lamar Jackson, man, this everybody asks me questions about him. I like him as a talent. I like him. He's a good player. Some days he makes some of the worst decisions ever. He is the most inconsistent quarterback in that division. He's inconsistent. He's not a consistent week to week to week quarterback. He's just not. And we've seen it very late. We've seen it in the last two seasons. Since the MVP season, he has been up and down every week. Every week. Um, I don't think Baltimore would be that good this year. Um, they was 8-7 last year. Probably one or two more games. Maybe win. But Cincinnati, they, easy, they easily can win that division. Because, um, you know, Pittsburgh ain't know nothing. Um, I don't know if you... Heard the latest of who's behind center, which is a rookie quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. Um, they probably that's a that's a lose lose situation. I would love to see what Mike Tomlin do with that. I can't wait to see it. Um, and of course, Cleveland last eight and eight and nine last year probably went like six or seven games. It's not, it's not going to surprise me. That first six, they might lose five of that six. So you already got five losses before the even, before half of the season, which is a, which could happen. Deshaun Watson gone for six games, first six. And, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals, what can I say about Joe Burrow, man? What, what can I say? We all seen it last year. We all seen it in the playoff. When they beat Baltimore, I just knew that team was going to be something special for the next couple of years. And we are witnessing some special stuff going down in Cincinnati. And, of course, the last division to go over, which is going to be the best division all football next year, is just the AFC West with the Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. And, yes, I said the Chargers first because I believe they're going to win the division easy. I don't believe the Chiefs on nothing. I don't believe the Raiders. And I damn sure don't believe in the Broncos. I believe the Chiefs and the um, the Chiefs, they could win the division. Let's just give them credit. I love Patrick Mahomes. But, man, you let Tyreek Hill go. We Some of these players are going to have to step up. We're going to see what he can do without the cheater. Tyreek Hill, but I have to charge with him, and that defense easy is the best in the, the, the whole conference. Could be the best in the in, in the NFL, top five at least. They have to be top five with that defense they got. I'm picking them to win the division at least at twelve wins, twelve wins, five losses, at least twelve. They have to get to twelve, and that's who I got winning the division, and that's who I um, that's my teams I've got to um, winning the division of the AFC. We're going to jump over now to this day in sports history. In 1969, Cincinnati Reds, um, they were 25 hits and 10 runs. And a fifth, and the fifth is the Philadelphia Phillies, 1917, at Connie Mack Stadium. And, of course, back in ni- 1986, 
The first NFL American Bowl expedition game at London Wimbledon Stadium featured the Chicago Bears defeating the Dallas Cowboys 17-6, of course. The defense was atrocious back then. In 1989, the future Baseball Hall of Famer left fielder Ricky Henderson sets the AL mark at 50 stolen bases in his nine of his first 11 seasons in the MLB. Tremendous. And, of course, 2020, 2004, St. Louis first baseman Adam Pujols become the first player in MLB history to hit at least 30 home runs in each of his four, four seasons as the um, Cardinals defeat the back then the Montreal Ospos 10-6. And finally, 2012, American Super Swimmer Michael Phillips wins the 100-meter butterfly in London to take his all-time Olympic gold medal tally to a record of 17. Now, over to the MLB. The trading deadline yesterday, the um, the 2022 trading deadline has passed following a, a flurry of trades in the four in a 48-hour leading up to 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Highlighted an all-time blockbuster sending one Soto to the San Diego Padres, while others deals compares to the star um, player to one to Soto trade. The Padres wasn't only the contender, making a major in- improvement before the deadline with Lewis Castro, Frank Martez, um, Tyler um, Melly, Trey Marcini, Josh Harder, and David Robinson and Joey Gallo. Amongst the biggest names who change teams, whether your favorite club added us or substituted or stood somewhere in the between, here's our reaction to complete draft to deals and what you know from every team. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles get outfield the Phillips from the or Rangers. The Tampa Bay Phillips, the Tampa Bay Rays traded a Phillips. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays. Traded outfielder Brett, Brett Phillips to the Baltimore Orioles for cash. The Brewers acquired refiller um, Rosenthal from the Giants. Um, they added Rosenthal to the pitching rotation, um, relief pitcher. The Braves added bullpen deal with um, Iglesias from the Angels. That should be a good pickup for them. Whip Middle, um, Whip Midfield was traded from the Warriors to the Blue Jays. That should be a good pickup for the um, um, Blue Jays. I'm um, knowing how they need to, you know, do something, do damage. The Yankees send um, Montgomery to the Cardinals. Um, that should be a good pickup for the Cardinals. Uh, Phillies boosters uh, rotation deal with Senegal. Now that Senegal trade not gonna do anything without um, what's his name? Oh my God, what's his name? Oh, I keep forgetting his name, but you know who I'm talking about. The the the, the stud of the Philadelphia. Um, Minnesota add another pitcher. The Twins add are acquiring left-handed pitcher Michael Fulmer, um, Fulmer, Fulmer from the Tigers. The Dodgers managed to complete a trade. The Mariners announced they have acquired Jake Lab from the Dodgers for a player to be named later or cash consideration. Um, the Mets booster DA spot Darnin Ruff. Um, the Mets um Darnin Ruff they changed him for the Giants. For J.D. Davis, um, hours later, acquiring Juan Soto and um, Juan Soto and Josh Bell, the Dodgers dealing with um, Brad 
um, doll of the, um, I believe, um, who he was traded from. The Twins added their rotations, added to their rotation with trade for Tyler Manically. Um, they traded him from Cincinnati. Of course, Cincinnati giving up everybody. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies have acquired right-hander David Robinson from the Cubs, outfielder Brian Marsh from the Angels. And that's the latest of the um latest of the MLB trades from around the league. Over to the NBA. Now I didn't see this coming whatsoever. The NBA have to begin this investigation of the New York Knicks for alligator tampering free agent regarding free agent pickup Jalen Bronson. We all know Jalen Bronson had a tremendous season over at Dallas Mavericks. He knew he was going to get his money, but sources told Yahoo Sports the league will look into whether the Knicks made contact with Bronson prior to the start of free agency. If it's the anyone that would do something like this, it's to be the New York Knicks. Knicks made contact um, reports out of, um, in range days before the June 30th that Bronson already had a deal in place with the Knicks. Bronson and the Knicks agreed to a four-year deal, four-year deal, 140, 104 million deal. Out of New York, it was thought to be the frontrunner to land the free agent point guard. And Bronson introduction news conference, the Knicks did not allow media to attend and allow the in-house media employees to participate. Bronson Dad Rick is an agent assistant coach with the Knicks. Leon Rose, the Knicks general manager. Negotiated Bronson rookie contract with the Mavericks. Rick Bronson was Rose's first client as an agent before free agent officially opened. Uh oh, got trouble in New York. Yahoo Yahoo Sports reported that Bronson was scheduled to meet with a handful of teams with the legal period began. Ultimately, Bronson met with the only met with only the Knicks who were able to offer him the type of deal he was seeking for. The Knicks created salary cap space for Bronson that dealt him with the trade center Noel's, Noel and the guard Alec Burke to the Detroit Pistons, clearing $19 million in, in salary. The Knicks also sent two twenty twenty three and 24 second-round draft picks and $6 million in cash to the Pistons. Bronson averaged 11.9 points, 3.7 assists, and 3 um and three rebounds per game in the fourth season with the Dallas Mavericks. Bronson was a reliable backup option behind Luka Doncic. Whoa, 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 whoa. I kind of knew something was going on with this situation because it was just so easy. Was, I believe it was a day of the first draft, first um day of free agency, and he get make a pick already. I didn't I didn't understand that. I really didn't. Um, but hey, they may or may not. What 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 would be the punishment though? Honestly, what a, a fine? You know, it's not really going to be much. Of course, to take a draft pick. You know, they just sent two over to Detroit with cash. Um, it's not pretty much nothing they can do. They could do something. They could probably spend. You know, they're probably going to find them. Um, they can't do nothing to Jalen Bronson. That's for sure. Um, but overall, it ain't going to do nothing to Jalen Bronson. So I think he's gonna stay where he at. Uh, but overall, it's kind of it's kind of fishy, fishy situation. Knowing that you know his father is assistant coach over there, which I didn't know. But you gotta understand, 
Who's to say that was the only team he was going to offer? Who, who was going to really, you know, give him what he wanted? Hmm. So a lot of more other teams could have gave him way more, if you ask me. The Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns, Jay Crowder. And this is what I don't like. Jay Crowder is a good, is a good player. Um, I like him as a, as a player, as a person. But sometimes, some of these people can say some of the most dumbest things. The Phoenix Suns, Jay Crowder turned heads, even my head, Monday morning with a tweet that had people speculating about his future with the team. In all caps, he wrote, change is irrelevable. Growth is optional. I believe it's time for a change. I want to continue growing. Jay Crowder, all I got one question, man. Who, who was you talking about, bro? Like, sometimes you have to be specific who you're talking about. What you're talking about. And, 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 and. We know you're a good player, a good defensive player at that. But if you, if you want to be honest with me, I don't think you should have said this because you didn't step up in SCAM 7 when they all got blew out to Dallas. I'm sorry. Change. Okay, well, where we at? I want to continue to grow. Crowder average nine points. Nine points for nine four, nine 9.4 points. Per game last season in 67 games. A starter. As a starter, he averaged nine points. You shouldn't be saying stuff like that, bro. He added 5.3 rebounds and 1.9 assists per game. And this way it gets bad. He shoots 39% from field and 34 from three. He signed as a free agent with the Suns before the 2020. 2021 season and average 10 points per game in the first season. So you drop down. Trade speculation and rumors have surrounded Crowder this offseason with the Ford's name often coming up and relate to, to a possible deal for the Brooklyn Nets Kevin Durant. Crowder is 32. And he is due to make more than $10 million in the upcoming season. The last season of his contract. They probably moved him. Because he shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Man, I really don't understand. Why are you saying stuff like this, bro? Why? 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 I don't get it. But if he do get traded, we would know why. I, I know why. Speaking of basketball, WNBA had some tremendous game last night, and all the teams won. All home teams won, but my Chicago Sky. Let's just put that out there right now. The the, the um the Connecticut Sun defeat the Phoenix Mercury eighty seven to sixty three. The Washington Mystics defeat the Las Vegas Aces eighty three to seventy three, and the New York Liberty take care of the LA Sparks. They bent them to beat them by thirty. 102 to 73. Sparks have losing. Sparks is losing something. I don't know what's going on in the organization, but my God. Dallas and the Dallas Wings beat the Chicago Sky 84 to 78. And the Sky lose at home again. Tonight game is Indiana and Atlanta. The LA King, the LA Sparks and Liberty again. Hope they don't win. Hope they don't lose about 20 tonight at least. The uh, Minnesota and Seattle in third and tomorrow night game is the Phoenix and um, Phoenix and Connecticut again. I asked myself why are they playing, you know, 
Back-to-backs, I don't get it. Las Vegas and Dallas, and of course, the season includes N14. Now, I had a tremendous question. Most of you guys can probably relate. I kind of know the answers already. Let me take a sip of water. Some of you guys can often relate. I've seen clips of it, and it's been over on my mind for the last week. BMR, tremendous comedian, tremendous writer from the Chappelle Show. He said women fail the WNBA, and that's honestly the truth. As much as funny was the, what, five, six-minute stand-up, it was absolutely the truth. Women supposedly support they sport, which is some mostly basketball. You you have Serena Williams dominating the tennis. You have, you know, track, field, girls, and men. You know, some sports, women's, you just, I don't know where you at. But when it comes to the WNBA, this is a question mostly you need to really understand. Is, is, why do men, NBA versus the WNBA, why do men get paid more than women? Look at the revenue. Do you not know you're supposed to feel, you're supposed to support the team? And we all know what support means. That mentally, emotionally, and mentally, emotionally, and financially. Women don't do it. So you ask yourself, is, if, if WNBA worth watching, only, 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 only evidence I have is last night. The New York Liberty blow out the Los Angeles Sparks. Los Angeles Sparks have been the one of the most um, story franchise in women basketball since their existence. You don't have the Houston Comets no more. Seattle Storm not what they was. The Minnesota Lynx not as dominant they was at one point. Now you have up you have team anybody can win a championship nowadays in the WNBA. Anybody. They don't support the team when they win championship. They don't support them in the parades. So is WNBA worth watching? No. It is not. I've seen so many highlights of missed layups. I never I never seen no missed layups like that in my life. Consistently. Now, I don't know what they need to do, but some people's suggestion, you know, more teams, you know, lower the rim, you know, dress a little um, comfortable, get loose, you know, what attract men. And it's like, it's like you really, you really watch the WNBA just to see it, would you like it? That's, that's crazy. I never in my life watched something just to, just to see if I liked it. Just like football, I love football. Just like basketball, I love basketball. It's not nothing I have to watch and look and determine if I'm going to like it or not. It's so unpredictable. In the WNBA, it's unpredictable, but it's not entertaining. It don't give you the entertainment fulfillment as a guy, as a man, as a male, as a woman. I don't know. I would really love to ask women, why don't you... Watch the WNBA. I'm not sure. Finally, let's get over to these MLB games before we get up out of here. Last night, the um, San Diego Padres, and some people think, if you want to say 
They made some good trades, but would they win a World Series? No, because they still got to get past the Dodgers. San Diego Padres defeat the Colorado Rockies 13-5 to in a first of two. Then Colorado is um, Colorado's off to Arizona for three, and then San Diego is off to the team I just said for three, the Dodgers. Miami and Cincinnati. Miami lose, Miami lose two to one. Um, they are in. They have one more today with um, the Reds, and they go off to Chicago to play the Cubs. Off here to Chicago. I'm not trying to say I'm anywhere else. If you if you don't believe I'm in Chicago, in Cincinnati, they are off to Milwaukee for three. The Pittsburgh Pirates defeat the Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee Brewers need to really step up. I'm really getting I'm really getting a little, um, a little concerned with the fact that I said they're going to win a World Series. I'm getting a little concerned, just a little, but they lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates five to three. They off to Cincinnati. Host Cincinnati for three. They need to they need to get on a win streak. Period. Then the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates go to Baltimore. The New York Mets. I don't know why they lose to the Washington Nationals. I just don't get it. They lose them five to one. Now I know they can lose this one, but they 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 should be looking forward to their series with Atlanta because that those two is the only team that's going to win the division. Atlanta, Atlanta with five with a doubleheader Saturday. And the Washington Nationals are off to Philly to play the Phillies. The Seattle Mariners, I never thought I would see Seattle beat New York in New York. I don't I can't even tell you the last time I saw Seattle beat New York, period. But in New York, I can believe it. They beat New York Yankees eight to six. New York ain't um New York head to St. Louis for three after one more today. Um, and then um, Seattle go home to host the Angels for four. The Toronto Blue Jays defeat the Tampa Bay Rays three to one. If Tampa Bay don't get it together, man, you're gonna have to make some big moves next season, off season, really, because they supposed to be the best team in that division, one of the best team in that conference. They went to the World Series two years ago. And they haven't been not much. They got swept last year against Boston. So look for some changes if they don't make the playoff this season. They lose three to one against Tampa. I mean Toronto. Toronto is off to Minnesota after one more today with um the Braves and the Rays are off to Detroit for four um against the Detroit Tigers. Arizona Diamondbacks, one of the worst teams MLB defeat the Cleveland Guardians six to three. They off to home to hold to Colorado after one more tonight in Houston. And um since Cleveland her hosts Houston for four games set. The Philadelphia Phillies lose big against Atlanta. 13 to 1. The Atlanta head to the New York Mets. Should be a tremendous five-game series. Detroit Tigers take care of Minnesota Twins, five to three. They all host Tampa um, after one more in Minnesota today, and of course Minnesota hosts Toronto for four games set. The Chicago, Chicago Cubs get shut out by the St. Louis Cardinals, six to zero. 
They host the Miami Marlins after two more games in St. Louis, and of course, St. Louis hosts the New York Yankees. The Boston Red Sox to take care of Houston. Um, two to one, Houston lose. Um, they have one more against with the um, Boston Red Sox. They could until they go to Kansas City for a four-game set, and of course, Houston go to. Cleveland for a four-game set. The Chicago White Sox take care of the Kansas City Royals. That's exactly what they need to do. Win, 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 win. They take care of them 9-2. to two. And they host the Boston um, Red. They on the road to Boston for four. Um, the Kansas City, Kansas City Royals with Boston for four. And the Chicago White Sox head to Texas to play the Rangers for four. The Oakland A's lose to the LA Angels 3-1. LA Angels have two more against them. Then they go to San Francisco for a quick two game. Two, a quick two games. Then Oakland head to Seattle for four after two more with them. I believe it's Friday. Friday. Um, LA Dodgers defeat the San Francisco Giants 9-5 last night. Um, they go home to host the San Diego Padres. And, of course, Sandy, San Francisco go to host the I'll go um, to Oakland to play the athletics. And the doubleheader of the night, um, the doubleheader between the San Diego Padres and the Colorado um, Rockies, they take care of them 3-2. to two. Um, Was there anything else? Okay, let's, we already know. You know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, we got to go over the best and worst of the week. Um, the absolute worst is the Miami Dolphins, man. Whatever they got coming to them, they deserve it. They are absolutely trash. And, of course, former Padre Eric Homer rejected the trade to go to the Washington Nationals only to get traded to the Boston Red Sox. Hilarious to me. I'm sorry. It's an idiot. And, of course, the best of the week is Triple H. My man, Paul Levesque, have been named... Head creative of WWE writer for here and the future of wrestling. Now we finally about to get started to get some good wrestling. Haven't had it much. I have to watch old wrestling just to really enjoy it now. So uh, we about to get some good wrestling. I'm just so excited to see what Survivor Series, the Rumble look like, and of course WrestleMania. I'm so excited about that. But that will do it for this episode of Sports Art Marcel, episode 80, 89. Next week, we have episode 90. Make sure you guys be come back to me. I love all the support. I appreciate all the love and support you guys show to the podcast. And I'll be back next week for episode 90. We almost to 100. Thinking about doing something big. Don't know yet. But as always, be good, be great, be blessed. I will see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>